Hello and welcome back to Bourbon Real Talk. I'm your host Scott Minton. Today we're back in the Brock Bourbon Bar and we are drinking some Sazerac juice because we're going to discuss the Sazerac RNDC lawsuit and we're going to, I guess, discuss to see where where in our humble opinions is uh, is the business going to go? What's it going to look like? How are, how's distribution going to be handled? Is it going to help the, us us lowly bourbon drinkers and all that type of stuff? And we're just going to kind of dive into this discussion and see where we land and uh we got tim on the show today tim hey uh good morning oh <laughs> he woke up welcome can't, can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning <laughs> we got nick hello and we got the legend back with us what's up steve greetings again all right happy man. to be here I, i'm always happy to have you here so all right so rndc versus sazerac 38 million, 38.6 million, I think is what somewhere it was. Supposedly like two months worth of invoicing or something. The, I've heard somewhere between two and four months of invoicing. Yeah. So, um, so, so what's this going to do? I mean, they've got a new distribution company. They're going to start distributing through them. The RNDC contract ends on February 1st. Are, are we going to start seeing more juice? What, what is distribution going to look like? What's it going to do with pricing? What's going to happen? Anybody got a, got a hot take on this? think uh, pricing is going to go down. You think pricing will go down? Mm-hmm. I, I really do. How's that possible? More uh, stuff on the shelves, more bourbon. I don't think we're going to see any more bourbon. Oh, I do. That's my... That's, uh, that's my fine. Thinking. No, I, listen, I, 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 like, I, like your th- I like your thinking. I just don't think you're right. So, the, the, so part of my scuttlebutt that I've heard about a lot of this, so the reason why there was that separation was because uh, two things. One, that... Uh, RNDC was using some site. Some some of their people were saying you must buy this or uh, buy a certain amount of this or sell a certain uh, amount of say Wheatley, Wheatley vodka, vodka Fireball, Fireball yep. you know along those lines. And then if you hit your marks, we are going to give you more allocations of happy of Weller of you know certain things of yep. BTAC you know yep. that 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 are there and I think the second thing was is that they're looking at is trying to get Sazerac is trying to get more of the market share to sell so they're what they're trying to do is probably sell the bottles a little bit higher and then not have that secondary price of the MSRP go up very much right. in that because the way that I understand it is from Sazerac to RNDC was almost a 30% cut right and then once you go from rndc to retailer there's another 30 percent cut because right. everybody's got to make money somewhere down right. this line and sazerac was telling rndc oh hey we want to now flat line say price per bottle or price per case right not a percentage right wise and RNDC, I think, balked back at it. Says no, we, we we want our we're making a lot of money off you. We want to keep making this money. Right? Why wouldn't we do it? And then that has, besides that, spiraled into Sazerac trying to hire some more marketing style people because apparently RNDC wasn't doing their part of the liquor store displays at the major liquor lo- locations because I mean, major retailers yeah. yes because I mean, if you've been to a major retailer you know in, in our area we'll say uh total wine uh liquor barn you know many times there are many distilleries or brands that will have their own to set up displays to say to uh showcase that particular brand 
And you, I can really say, I have never seen one for Weller. I've never seen one for Pappy. There's not enough to go around and do that. Right. <laughs> It'd be a no. waste. Of, and I don't think we're ever going to see it. would be like, ha ha, guess what we <coughs> once had. <laughs> yeah, look I mean, look what we had in 2009. I mean, right. buff, Buffalo Trace and maybe Saz are the only things I've ever seen. Yeah, and that's typically only when they really had a store pick sometimes. Right. You know, you would see, you know, those type of things. Now, I will say, I mean, back when I got into bourbon um, originally, I mean, there was Weller everywhere. I mean, there was Pappy on the shelves still, things like that. But, I mean, since what, maybe 2016? I mean, you probably, Legend, are the one that's been at this the longest with me, you know, probably longer than me. Just I don't know about the secondary market and things like that. And I, th- I think I, I, di- I dove in later than you did there. But, I mean, what do you remember as far as that goes? I think 2016 is a fair, fair number. Fair number. I mean, things changed a whole lot. From 2016 to 2018. 18, and yeah. then changed again when the pandemic hit. Yeah. And, uh, of course, my question really is, is our our RDC in Sazerac telling the truth? So are, are the retailers getting the bottles but not letting them out? I'm you know I'm are they so you know, are they keeping them for themselves? So I think there is I think all the bottles are going out. I really do believe that. I believe all the bottles I, now I do believe RDC has a backstock. I do say that. I do I do believe that they have some stuff that they've not released. Now that being said, I think the majority has been sent out. I think the majority is been, going to. Is it going to the individual customers, or is it going to? It's going staff to the re- management. So, well, th- that's the problem, right? So, once it gets to the retailer, the retailer basically decides. And right. I think there's a, a large amount of the retailers, especially, you know, some of the the cartels and things like that, that they <laughs> they sell them for a certain price. Some of them sell them directly on secondary. I mean, I've seen guys that I know that own liquor stores that sell bourbon on the secondary market, like just straight up, like there's no shame in their game. They don't care, or they just put it on the shelf at the crazy prices and they just let it go. So, um, so with that, just to make it more fair, can Sazerac Buffalo Trace with the new distributor, for one, I was liking what, Nick was saying because if the new distributor doesn't get thirty percent and they only get fifteen percent, prices should go down. No, they won't go down. And then, and then the second thing, the is, reason Sazerac is doing this is because they want a bigger piece of the pie. They okay. were tired of they were tired of R and D C getting thirty percent. They were only getting thirty percent. They're like, well, shit, we make it. You're making a piss ton of money off of us by distributing our stuff. So basically, from my understanding, was they went back to R&DC. They wanted them to take a haircut. They wanted them to okay. basically go from 30% to 25%. That way, they could take the 5%, hire the additional people to do the marketing and the other things that they wanted to do. And then in that way, it would give a, a, a break back to the retailer and keep it back. So, so what would be nice is if they also had like an enforcement wing and they found these liquor stores that immediately they get a bottle of Pappies and they mark it up to $2,500 or whatever. And then they say, hey, distributor, don't give them any more because they're yeah. screwing up the I think price. that's what all these places need to do. They need to do a better job of policing it. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is that by legal reasons, when you say MSRP, right, it just says that's the manufacturer's suggested retail price. Oh, yeah. But they just could, like a car. They, they could right? say, mark up, what do you mark up your regular alcohol sales? Right. 20%? 20, 30%. Know. 20, 30% is pretty much standard. So if it's 50% markup, then you then they could say, hey. Yeah, they <laughs> I mean, could, but the, the, they're not. That's the problem. They don't have anybody to police it. It's too big. And then they're going everywhere, right? Like they're getting bottles. I mean, you'd literally have to send out a Sazerac TTB officer or whatever, you know. But 
who knows what that looks like? You know, I, I, listen, I wish that was the case. I wish they would make them, but, but what's going to keep, you know, Bill Jones, the owns liquor store, a from just calling his buddy, Steve saying, Hey, come buy this for, you know, 99 99. And then we'll sell it together on the secondary market and we'll split the profit. I don't know. I mean, cause really it's just too hard to police. It just really is. Yeah. There's, there's no way. Cause I mean, the better yeah. question is, is when do the when does the police come in and 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 try to drown the secondary market? When, when is somebody going to get arrested in Kentucky for selling a bottle on secondary, meeting somebody at Total Wine or whatever pickup point? Well, they had that thing at Justin's where Kentucky came in. Yeah, but that's different. They were they were checking the vintage spirits law and and the prominence law that comes with that vintage spirits rule. Mm. Right, and they, I don't think they were keeping the proper logs the way that I was understanding it, because the thing was is that people were bringing, they, they were trying to be a secondary reseller. Right. So people, you know, like individuals were bringing in these vintage bottles or allocated bottles to them to sell, and the way that I understand it, they weren't keeping the proper records of how much they were paying for it oh, and then okay. reselling it for. So because they didn't keep those records proper, that is what got them into that trouble. All right, while we're talking about Sazerac, we're drinking some Sazerac juice. The first one we're sipping on is going to be some old Eagle Rare 10-year. I hope that says 10-year just, as long just as possible. Back, just, just to get back to the police issue, Yep. I know a Kentucky State trooper who sells on the secondary. So. Oh, yeah. I know yeah. tons of police officers I that mean, sell on the secondary market. Tons of them. Tons of them. <laughs> so, I, I can I'm probably not, name 15 of them right I'm now that sure sell secondary. I'm not sure what kind of enforcement you're going to get. That's what I'm saying, you know. It would be coming more from an ABC style thing, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, like the the cost, the, it's just not worth it. They're not losing that much in tax revenue that it's going to make up that big of a difference where they can afford to pay somebody to do it. Eagle Rare, man, grapes, caramel, grapes. Oh, it, this is like grape juice for me. Mm-hmm. Huh. Smooth, doesn't need a chaser. Just a solid, solid pour. Mm-hmm. Straight, no chaser. Isn't that, a, isn't that one of those uh, acapella groups? <laughs> yes, I think you're right. Yeah, there is. It's been a while since I've heard that. I, th- but yeah. I think they're from IU, if I remember correctly. They were all IU boys. They came from their 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 program there. But yeah, no, this Eagle Rare is probably one of my personal favorites. You know, I I used to not be a big Eagle Rare fan. It's funny, but the more I've drank it over the last, I'm going to say, 18 months, like I'm really really in appreciating the rich oak that comes out of these things. A little bit of caramel, some rich oak. What What about you, Legend? What do you got on this? I just love the mouthfeel. The, you know, there's a there's a, a nice finish. Not a what well, somebody said went a pat on the back, not a hug. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the perennial pat. <laughs> I mean, you, you just can't go wrong with it. No, it, it's definitely a, a solid pour for sure. And it for me, it's not like it's a, a very heavy linger, but it just it's a slow linger very like medium light linger but it's so good stop you're gonna make me sing cranberry songs <laughs> don't let it linger that's right do you have to do you have to let it linger all right we got owa coming up next um but sazerac rndc so what <laughs> i can't believe i just forgot what's the name of the new company that's going to be doing distribution for them uh kentucky a, eagle kentucky eagle in that's kentucky right. yeah i don't know about it uh, but yeah. i think there's some other ones i, I think know there's, there's multiples like a, nationwide yeah. But yeah. i don't want to say that's uh there's the larger part of that is supposed to be it's not southern tier but it's like a southern so southern glacier is not going to pick up any of their their routes okay. from what i've heard so like mm-hmm. they they are they are strictly moving to smaller independent um distributorships so my question is is how is that going to affect the brands that are already carried by those other brands so let's just say kentucky eagle or whatever it's called in kentucky right how how 
the brands that they already are distributing, let's just say they distribute some ready-to-drink can cocktail. Let's just call it Rotor Rig or something like that. That that's a Rotor Rig is a is a is a cider, but it's a ready-to-drink cider or whatever. Let's just say that they're selling that, right? It, are are people going to feel obligated to buy those other products in order to get more more Sazerac juice? Because the distributor is going to be like, oh man, we've got this great new product now. I wonder how that's going to work. You know, it it, it all depends because I mean, you, I think there's those. I guess what I'm trying to get at is that I wonder how if they're tr- more trusting of the smaller distributor to try to. I know I'm, I just butchered that again. Um, <laughs> distributor, yes. Um, but you know, th- I wonder if they're trying to put more faith in the smaller guy to get their product out that maybe RNDC wasn't quite accomplishing. They were, were to where they were possibly hoarding more stuff. Yeah, no, I I would I would think that they probably a have more leverage as far as a price point, but I also will say I think that they will use that to their advantage as far as making sure distribution goes to certain people. I also I also think that we may see an influx of smaller stores getting less allocated bottles because they do price gouge. I would hope so, at least for the ones that do. I mean, you know, before some of the cartel places came in, there was a number of places in southern indiana that if they did get something it was not it was maybe priced five ten dollars over which is not bad i will say you know what you know over msrp which is i mean i would say that the 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 stores need to have a small cut at some level but not like double triple you know Mm -hmm. the msrp if their typical markup is 25 to 30 percent and they go to 30 to 40 percent i'm okay with that it's when you start hitting 100 200 220 percent and you're like man (laughs) you know uh it it just seems crazy when you look at look at those aspects of it absolutely owa was this a merrill's pick whiskey merrill whiskey pick this pick was from uh during covid uh merrill's whiskey kitchen had done a small release of a uh OWA, and then a one-liter Buffalo Trace single-barrel picks, uh, and this was to uh, help uh, fund some of their servers and their uh, kitchen to be able to make it through uh, a lot of the COVID closure. Oh, yeah. yeah. So this is one of those things that I went in and I, I okayed with Barbara to purchase because it was a little pricey. It was 250 bucks for the combo. Right. But You got the same Buffalo Trace, right? Huh? This and Buffalo Trace? Yes. Okay. Buffalo Trace one-liter. Yep. And it was to a good cause. It was to kind of help their servers and kitchen yep. people stay afloat during this time period. Man, I love OWA. That one hundred and seven. That dude, it just it it just hits right to me. You probably had you know you got two hundred dollars worth of stuff for two fifty. You know, mm-hmm. so it's that's not bad. Not a bad deal. No, no, no. I'm not saying it's a bad deal whatsoever. Yeah, but especially, for, I mean, especially when you're helping in that situation. Absolutely, it, it, and it was going to a good cause. Yeah, the uh, little uh, sticker on the back, I think, of this one is showing the uh, serving staff on the back. Hmm. You can't go wrong. It looks like, does it say girls, 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 like Motley Crue? (laughs) Yes, it is. uh, Pass it on down. Girls, girls, girls. Yeah, it's like literally like a picture of the Motley Crue. Oh, that is so funny. And they they got the girls' faces on there. Yes. Too cute. All right. Hmm. Yeah, dude, these things, man, that weed, it's got so much niceness to it, man, a little bit of caramel, a little vanilla, some nice oak. OWA yeah. just hit, it just hits good. I, it's one of those funny things is I was I was a Willow Twelve guy for years, and then that lower proof just didn't hit right. Then I started drinking OWA, man. But I thought that I would like full proof even better, but I don't. It's still OWA for me. 
I'll, I'll agree with that. Because I think, I think OWA is a, a sweet spot. Yeah, I do too. I think that 107 is much more sweet than that 114. And then, but I think it's got it's got the right amount of proof. Whereas the Weller 12, even though it's got great oak flavor and lots of rich caramel to it, it's just it it just lacks coming in light. Comes in light, yeah. yeah the thing right. about the thing about 12 and WSR to me is they're just too easy to drink. They are. You don't you don't appreciate. What you're tasting because they go down so easy. So they're fast. crushable. Yeah, so yeah. I was about For to say sure. it's it's it they fall into under that crushable contact that where you're just sitting there, you know, just slam one back, pour another. It's almost like you're taking shots, which you don't really want to do these as shots. But no, no, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> no um, Hancock's is probably the most crushable of all of them. Like at eighty-eight point six, man. Oh my god, those things go down, and they're so delicious. <laughs> and they're so small. They are. We're still seven fifties. <laughs> They're still 750s. They're just an odd-shaped bottle. The little squat bottles. Yep. All right, the last one, which to me, it's it's quickly becoming one of my favorite Sazerac products, honestly. And and I think it's because I've gone so much on the rye side that I I love rye. The Sazerac rye. Is this a store pick or is this just a standard bottle? Uh, This one is just a standard uh, uh, baby Saz. Baby Saz. So th- these are what five to seven year old blends, I think. Some of that ballpark. And then I yeah. think the handies are like seven to eight years, and then then the next one is obviously the size eighteen, which yes. is obviously eighteen years. Mm-hmm. And then the, the backtrack, obviously the Eagle Rare is ten. Um, the Weller uh, OWA is six to eight. Six, six to eight. Okay. Yeah. So yep. then this is five to seven. Okay. Yeah, five to seven. Yeah. So now uh, one of my friends uh, has frequently uh, goes down to Austin. Texas. Okay. And is there a Sazerac house down there like New Orleans? It's not a Sazerac house, but okay. it's apparently it's associated with Sazerac because he comes back with like a bunch of 1.75s of the oh, baby Saz. All right. Down there. So the big fat boys, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I can always get a hold of one of those if I ever need to because he kind of travels down there, but it's one of those things of like going, if. If I need to get a hold of one, I can. It's, good. it's like baby Hueys. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I love rye. Everybody knows that. And I, I love an MGP because I love that 95.5. Kentucky rye is just hit a little different. And that's one of the reasons why I think the more and more I drink this, the more and more I really enjoy it is because it's got so much richness because of the that, 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 that corn and malt that comes through on these. Yeah. Uh, and you, uh, you get just a light floral. It's not a heavy. It's not very pronounced, mm-hmm, but it's right. just, it just, it just, it's like a light, light hover. Yeah. It like hits it and then goes away. Some honeysuckle, some nice caramel notes, just a little bit of like light, light tobacco. Like these things just, they hit well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the thing is that if you can, you know, buy these, the, the price at, at MSRP is twenty nine ninety nine, thirty nine ninety nine. 99 uh, about 20, uh, between 25 and 29 for the rye. Right. You got... Thirty nine ninety nine for the OWA. Yeah, thirty nine forty nine. Yeah, and then about thirty between thirty two and thirty five on the Eagle Rare. On the Eagle Rare. Hmm. Eagle Rares have really popped. You know, back I mean, what not even four or five years ago, Eagle Rares what twenty two twenty. I mean twenty four twenty five ninety nine pretty regularly. Then they went to twenty nine. Now they're jumping up again. So, so what you were saying something about the Saz, Stephen? Well, I was just going to say I I really find a beautiful sweetness to this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, it's, absolutely. It's. Not a not a spicy rye, it's, but it's a very sweet rye, very approachable. Yeah, just yeah, kinda, I mean, kind of lingers and it lingers. I mean, you don't get that really um, uh, baking spice type rye. It's a very light floral, mm-hmm. sweet uh, area 
to where you, as you were saying, kind of like that that honeysuckle area. Yeah, one hundred percent. A little bit of honeysuckle, some of that sweet caramel, a little bit of brown sugar. I mean, it's just it, it 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 does. It has so much so much to it, but it's it, it's so light and refreshing too for for a ride. It's so so smooth. First time tasting, awesome taste. So that's you your first time some? having a Sazerac rye. Believe it or not, man, <laughs> man, oh man, we pop, we pop Tim's Sazerac rye cherry. We like it. You can't so, teach so, an old dog new tricks. That's right. <laughs> Can teach a dog. No, the question is, how are you liking it? He really liked it. I'm uh, usually not a rye guy unless it's uh, Scott would tell you it's the higher rye that kind of mellow out. But this is a very good taste. Yeah. Very good taste. Yeah. And so. I like the floral. Um, the it's sort of sweet for me. Yeah. No, it's definitely sweet. It's it, it's definitely yeah. got some sweeter undertones for sure. So back to Saz, RNDC, Eagle, who, whoever's going to distribute this stuff moving forward. Do, do we have any? I, I, you know, I, I think that there is a hope that people will be seeing a lot more allocated stuff. You know, you know, do I think it's going to go on the shelf? Probably not. But I think that if we can get more out, that it, it has more frequency to be able to hit that shelf. Because if it's still being held back for allocation of, hey, you must buy this X amount to get there, it's not even making it to those retailers. So I think part of the problem for that's happened for us is we used to get a larger chunk of the allocation being in Kentucky slash Indiana. And as Sazerac has grown, bourbon has grown, more and more states are buying more of their products, Right. In order to be fair, I think they've sent a lot more to Wisconsin and to Idaho and to Seattle and things to that nature. So I think we'll actually end up seeing about the same amount. I just hope that we see it at a closer to MSRP because I'm hoping that they will police and not allow smaller stores to price gouge. So by sending more to Total Wine or more to Cox's and more to Nulu. Now, that, that being said, I feel like Liquor Barn and Cox's and Total Wine have all gotten more greedy with their price points. Like they've all raised their price point to more of that 35 to 40% market range. Because they used to be, mm-hmm. like I said, like 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 you said, $39.99 for, for OWA, you know, $24.99 for that. But now you're seeing them more at like, instead of $24.99, $29.99. Instead of $39.99, they're $49.99. Right, like, I, think, like, I think there's a fourth player in here, at least for our area, being Kroger. At least in the, in the in the Kentucky Kroger's side, Kroger's been the only one that has stayed steady, right? So they they've kept that price point where it should be. And Costco too, and Sam's Club, they've kept the prices down. But Costco and Sam's Club gets nowhere near the distribution. Oh no, the I get that, that, I get that. But that's what I like the the state run liquor stores that they have in Ohio. You can get a Weller Special Reserve for twenty two dollars, right? When it goes to Liquor Barn, I think it's thirty seven is what I paid last time. Yeah, that sounds about right. And it they put it out and it's gone. Right. You know. Yep. yep. <clears throat> I will say I at least like the fact that they they do one a day per person, you know. Mm-hmm. At least they try to. I'm sure there's people like me that I've done some dumb stuff where I went and put a hat on a jacket and, <laughs> and <laughs> stuff. No, the worst ones are the ones that put the bottles back yeah. with the wine and then yeah. they send their buddy in yeah. afterwards. So. Or, they, or they bring their grandmother and mother and <laughs> Wow. That feels like a hot take on somebody in particular. Wheel them in on a wheelchair. Come on, grandma, we gotta get this bourbon. Wow. Uh-huh. Uh, 
You know, you know what happens. We, we, at least they're not rolling in their kids. <laughs> oh, dude! I, so funny you said that. The day that we were all in the group chat, and we were talking, and uh, one of the local vintage spirits guys was releasing the twelve year one hundred ones. Right? I go there, and there's literally I'm probably like maybe tenth or twelfth in line. And there's like four people that roll up in line behind me, and then all of a sudden, this lady and her husband and their two kids are in strollers. They literally drive mm-hmm. the kids in with the strollers into neat to buy this bourbon. <laughs> so Nick, have I thought you ever that was kind of funny. No, I have not. <laughs> I'm joking. No. We see no in there all the time. It's like, yeah. It's like, give me some of that. Yeah, Barbara's, wow, Barbara's got a serious look on her face. Interesting, a little aside. I do work at a liquor store. And earlier this month, the RNDC rep came in and said they had some bottles. They were having to move out because they were losing the contract. And mm-hmm. We got a Weller Special Reserve. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh, Lord. Wow. Praise. <laughs> they probably put this up on a little shelf saying, hey, we have this green label Weller Reserve. I'll buy we're, it. We're, we're, we'll, we'll, we'll offer it to you for $100. So I will tell you this. So some of the things that those those distribution companies do is a, a, a buddy of mine works for Republic National, and uh, their annual like parties they have, like – I think it was not not this past year, but the year before. Like they had still a couple of cases of ancient, ancient age tenure that they gave out to their their workers for you know like prizes for different things and raffles and things like that at their annual wow. Christmas party. And ancient, ancient age ten years has been gone for what four years now, five Middle years. East, yeah. I mean, so how do they park around that? <laughs> never released it. Exactly. Never sent it out to a liquor store. So my question is, I'm I'm still curious to see how that looks with them not having the contract as of February first. How much flooding will we see to some of the larger stores to be like, hey, here Kroger, here Total One, here Liquor Barn, here Cox's, and and see what goes out. You know, so, honestly, I think we just recently saw that at Liquor Barn with their big release. I think they still have tons. Oh no no! I'm not denying I that. Mean, they, I think one that was one was what eighty bottles. The other one was ninety. I can't yeah. believe that that's all right. the Pappy and B Tech they had for for an entire year. Oh no, that yeah. seems low. Yeah. So so the other thing is, do you think that uh, Republic had to give the rest of the bottles to the new distributors? No, no, so they've already they bought still it. Have them. They've already so, bought it, but they haven't paid for it. They bought it. <laughs> And that's, that's part of the lawsuit. That's they part of the lawsuit. Court. And they have a certain date that they're probably going to be given by a judge that you have to get rid of all this by a certain date. No, no, February no. 1st. Well, no, 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 no. Look at they lose way. distribution on February 1st. How can you sell something that you don't have distribution for? No, yeah. but, the, but the thing is, what I think is they're going to pay the money, they're going to keep it, and then maybe do secondary. How, you can't do it. Yeah, the yeah. federal government wouldn't allow you yeah. to do that. It has to be a three-tier system. Mm-hmm. There has to be the retail tax paid. Well then, how do how are they giving away the H and H at their uh, parties? Huh? Ah, they pay the, they, they, they have trouble. to they have to pay the tax. <laughs> they do have to they, they would have to pay the tax on it, but but you yeah. can't sell it, right? That, no, but, no, yeah, yeah. But they they just they don't have any profit margin in that, you know, because they just kept it back. But I don't know. All I can say is thank you. Uh, I love Buffalo Trace products, and I was very happy with this Saz ride. Yeah. So. Well, I, I think that's our discussion for today. Um, are we going to pick a winner? It, it, I think it's, it's kind of hard to pick a winner because you had to ride up against two bur- – well, actually, you got to ride versus a weeder versus a bourbon. Yeah, I, I think it's too hard to – I mean – It's not yeah, hard for I, me. I can pick my favorite. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I have no choice. All right, all right. I can't. Well, I, I mean, mean. <laughs> outside of, you know, some of the, the, the like, GTS and some of the BTEC stuff, wouldn't you say that the, that these would be 
uh, one of the three mainstays of each of those different mash bills. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you you have the Buffalo Trace mash bill, you have the rye mash bill, and you have the wheat mash bill. Yeah. The only the only thing we're missing is is a uh, mash bill number two, the the low low rye, the low rye, Elmer T, Blanton's, yeah. Hancock's, all those. That's but the only one we're missing out of this. We're not flight. missing that much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would argue to say I love Hancock's. I really like Ancient Ancient Age. Uh, both of those are in that in that other mash bill. Rock Hill Farms is in that mash bill, you know. I say that's one I haven't had yet that I'm hoping to try here relatively soon. So. Amen, brother. So <laughs> I want to try that one. I've tried some Elmer T. Lee, and I really like that. Yeah, Elmer's um, in that mash bill. So yeah. yeah. So I've. So. I I can honestly say now that I've had the Sazerac rye, I haven't had the B Tac rye, but uh, very good pour. They're all. I can't pick a, a one I like more than the other. All right, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go number one <laughs> Weller, number two Eagle Rare, and I'm gonna say Sazerac number three. Th- that, that's that's my order. I'm good with all three. Uh, the only thing I'm gonna switch is that I, you know, I love my Eagle Rare, so that's gonna be one Weller two, and then Saz three. All right, Legend. I'm with you, sir. Here with me, Weller, yeah. Eagle, Weller Rare, Eagle Rare, Saz. Saz. Yep. All right. So we got at least two out of two out of four because well, actually really two out of three because Tim just defaulted. <laughs> I did. I did. I'm no, weak. None of them were bad. No. Oh, oh no, they were all delicious pours for sure in their own different way. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yep. They all hit different in their own way, and they they're all they're all perfectly good in their own way. So if you want to find Bourbon Real Talk, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter. You also can make sure you hit the subscribe button whenever those podcasts are dropped, either via Spotify or iTunes, however you get it. Um, you can email us any questions at bourbonbarreltalk at gmail.com. This is Scott, Tim, Nick, and the legend signing off. Peace.